Becky. Hello, Neil. We're back. We are. We're back. <laughs> Welcome to Dead Man's Chest. And it's been ages. Yeah, it has been ages. Uh, just to fill you in, it's been about a month, I think, maybe five weeks since yeah. you recorded. Yeah. Um, it's been busy for us. I've it changed has. jobs. Yeah. So that's all kind of messed up the routine as to when we wrote episodes and when we recorded. Yeah. And then what didn't help was your little sister's over from England. She is. And she stole our internet. Yeah, for a bit. <laughs> so, and there's other bits and pieces going on around us. Yeah. That have kind of slowed us down. A little bit, yeah. Um, Just to fill you in, guys, um, I am talking with Dan. Uh, he's texting me wanting to do more episodes. Uh, my cousin Paul is texting to do more episodes as well. But for tonight, I've got the main event. Oh, there we are. No, I'm not the main event. So it has. we have been watching stuff, though, haven't we? Have. We have. We've been watching quite a bit, actually. But there hasn't been really much on mm. TV. Not film-wise, for no, sure. No, it's more dramas at the moment. There's a lot of drama going on everywhere. Um we did watch a really good series on bbc and i believe it is on the iplayer if you want to catch it up which is the diagnosis doctors oh, yeah. uh, diagnosis detectives. detectives yeah and it's such a sad series it really is it yeah. it sort of focuses on people that have lived with a condition for years yeah and they've seen every doctor they can and they just haven't been given an answer as to to what why they've got it or what it is what it is really now the show takes a, another uh, there's a, a another side to the format is that there's like a te there's like a group of doctors isn't there yeah yeah looking at these case studies and there's mm. maybe a dozen 15 of them i think there is there's quite a few of them and they're they're like some of the leading like minds in their particular fields field. yeah and they listen to all the symptoms and it might be two or three of them that say yeah actually this could be me this could be for me and mm. and then you follow that patient as they go from one doctor to the next to get that diagnosis and ultimately a treatment and there are some really sad cases i mean there's a, a guy who he was constantly itching wasn't he yeah and he had sort of like dark patches but then he had like light, I, like white patches I think well. he actually started off as, as well he was wasn't he he was a, a black man he was yeah and he has scratched so much Actually, everywhere of his skin he's too. actually taken the pigment out of his skin yeah. and you, I remember seeing him and you could actually see him almost shaking that yeah. he was itching yeah. everywhere mm, definitely and yeah i watch it yeah it's some of it is so sad it is but but it's nice to know for them that they've got like a diagnosis at the end of the day so they can go forward with treatment plans to you know manage it a bit better i think that's all they want isn't it they just want an answer they just want an answer what it is it has a name and then they can you know um you know they they put treatment plans in place yeah, and start moving forward and start moving forward and try and manage their condition rather than cure it or rather than suffer with it anymore yeah um you smashed a series called us yes now this is on the bbc iplayer as well okay it's all about the beep today it's all <laughs> um yeah it's called yeah. us uh, it's got tom it stars uh, tom hollander and saskia reeves okay it's primarily based on an older couple's perspective of their marriage sort of breaking down really okay. which is not normally broached on it's normally like the younger kind of couples and things like that so they've been married for you know, for a number of years and uh, she announces one day she she wants to leave him okay um but they've booked this three-week tour of europe which they go on yeah and uh you know that you start to kind of see the maybe the spark coming back between them and 
they got their son Elby with them mm-hmm. um, but things happen I won't say too much because no. if you're kind of in the middle of it I don't want to yeah. do any spoilers but it's worth watching but it's definitely worth watching it's really good once you get into it um, it's really good and I love Tom Hollander I think he's amazing um, yeah and it's sort of they've got like flashbacks in there as well which okay. is quite nice and what else have I been watching I've been watching um, a series on ITV yeah called appropriate adult it's about um the f- uh it's well it's about fred west and rosemary west ah yes um and basically it's all about it's really from the perspective of fred's appropriate adult which he had to have within his police interviews okay and and janet leach who was the appropriate adult she actually spent a bit of time with fred in prison okay um, trying to sort of coax information out of him and she was uh, quite a, a witness in, in court as well Okay. Uh, to bring Rosemary West to prison okay. basically uh, Fred had taken his own life yeah. before the trial started he did um, what else have I been watching? Des Des, now this was a, David Tennant yeah. as Dennis Nielsen. Yes, the Scottish Scottish serial, serial killer. killer. Yep, in the eighties. Yeah, so yeah. So, so there's a lot of crime going on. There is. Uh, what else have I been watching? Um, yes. Um, and I've just started Honor. Okay. Which is on ITV as well with Keely Hawes. Yep. Which I started today because I forgot it was on last night. Um, we've been watching Bake Off. We have the Great start, British Bake Off. Started Bake Off, and I believe Made in Chelsea's back, so Becky's happy about that. I have no idea what that is. Um, what else have we been watching? We watched um, David Attenborough, the ex- like the um, truth about extinction. Yes, or which was heartbreaking. It really was. He makes you feel guilty. Feels really, yeah, you do. And if you if you do watch it, you kind of think perhaps humans don't really deserve to be on this planet yeah becky has learned that we are on the surface of the planet not becky at the moment is space obsessed (laughs) um and and i won't go into it because it's too long but it it took a while for becky to to grasp where we were to understand the difference between inside an atmosphere and on the surface of a planet yeah uh, the two weren't quite, quite they weren't tallying were they no. but well, we got there in the end occasionally every now and again when we're outside she will stop me and say we're on the surface of a planet space uh, and yes that it is just space above us so yeah. there's been so youtube has been hit with live feeds from the iss and NASA and everything, eh? Yeah, yeah, and we we've had a look at the planets and everything else. <laughs> Brian Cox has been a, a a frequent visitor to the front room. <laughs> <laughs> so. But now I understand him a bit more, so you know it's all good. So some discoveries there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you're okay that you understand how there is yeah. a, a sun. On Jupiter as well. It, it's, yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's a very, the very same big one. star. It's, it's the same yeah, one. Yeah, I know. The yeah. sun's very big. Yeah. We know that. We've yeah. been through that. Yeah. And then there was that guy, wasn't there, in America that we watched last night, and he actually built a scale model of the solar system. Yeah, in the desert. In the desert, because he yeah. needed something like, was it eight miles of open space yeah, to do basically, it? Basically, yeah. So he went and to this desert place. Um, and it's all scaled down but even like yeah a planet like jupiter yeah he actually said you know do you see that little that light in the distance he says that's the sun and he says on this scale it's over a mile away and it just gives you a little bit of scope of just how far away things are things and you know but anyway we've discovered that that's not good uh, COVID sort of calmed down over here. It has. We are now what down at two active cases at the moment, or three? Um, there are three, um, but they're not community. They no, are. Not community these either. are people that have travelled to the island. They've been picked up 
on arrival and they're kept in isolation so yeah. well no i think this has been picked up on day seven yes so so at the moment with guernsey that people traveling to the island have to self-isolate for seven days then it got changed to 14 then it got changed to 14 for for certain countries um people are tested um but they're not allowed out of isolation until they get a clear result yeah. and it's these th two or three people that have come back as a, a positive test yeah so i know in other parts of like england and everywhere else it, it it's probably not so great but no. but i there. hope you keep staying safe and wearing your masks and yeah doing what boris um as as this program is being recorded it's the 30th of no, it's, not. it's the 29th of September. September. Tonight is the presidential debate between Joe, Joe Biden and <laughs> Mr. Permatan. Trump. <laughs> Mr. Permatan himself. Yeah. Donald Trump. Talking about presidentials and royalty and things like that. Yeah. The Crown is coming back to Netflix in yes. November. Yes, it is. I think it's the 15th of November, so that's season four. With Gillian Anderson. With Gillian Anderson. As Maggie. Um, yeah, and Oliver Coleman comes back as the Queen. Cool. Helena Bonham Carter comes back as Princess Margaret. See, I didn't watch season three, did no, I? No, you didn't, but it is on its way. It is? Yeah, uh, Amazon have told me that it's going to be dispatched in October. Um, Speaking of... <laughs> Speaking of Netflix, um, 9th of October, there is, uh, I guess, a sequel series um, to 2018's series, The Haunting of Hill House, which if you're into horror and not so much horror, just that ghost film and haunting, it was the most spectacular series. Not for me. Um, <laughs> so... Well. It's called The Haunting of Bly Manor. I don't know if it's a standalone building. I don't know if it's a, a different place to Hill House. I don't know if it relates to the first series at all. Um, it's one of those I've purposely not looked into um, because I just want to watch it and... Enjoy it. And just take it, mm. you know? Um, now I'm, not, I'm not sure you've seen any of these series um the dc series um it's the one area where they've kind of for me at least they, they're better than marvel um we all know dc films are hit and miss at best <laughs> but their series are actually fairly solid so things like arrow the flash uh legends of tomorrow and more recently supergirl um but supergirl is coming to an end oh no um i know arrow wrapped up after season eight and it looks like that the sixth season of supergirl will be the last one which is a shame because they do seem to these aren't like DC's main characters, but they they seem to know how to use them. Oh, that's good. And when you look at the Netflix series that with the Marvel characters like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, yeah, they were very sort of they were either brilliant or terrible. They mm. couldn't quite find that middle ground. And but DC seems to have have got through that, and now they're coming to an end, which is is, is a shame. And then they're just finding their feet. Yeah. Now. We, I guess we start in the sad place tonight, don't we? Kind of, yeah. Um, on, uh, I checked, it was August 28th, um, so it might have been the 29th of August, we woke to the really sad news that actor Chadwick Boseman had died of colon cancer. Mm. Didn't even know he was ill. Um, Chadwick Boseman, I'm sure we all know, is T'Challa. AKA the Black Panther. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Um, so we're going to have a, a look at Black Panther. Yeah. A, a little bit closer. Um, we'll do the boring stuff first, but if you look at the numbers, none of it is boring. Um, apart from the IMDb rating, which is 
pathetically low. Yeah, it is actually. 7.3 rating. I would say 8 or a 9, definitely. I loved it. Um, 2018, directed by Ryan Coogler. Uh, obviously a Marvel Studios film. Budget of $200 million. Um, box office, $1.347 billion. Whoa! This was an insane amount of money. Um, everybody was in it as well. Um, Chadwick Boseman, like we said, Michael B. Jordan, who was you might the know, no, um, he was Creed, um, Adonis Creed, the Rocky film. Yeah, Creed, the 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 one who Rocky trains, Apollo's son. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. Oh okay. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, who I believe. No, it wasn't her, it was another actress. Um, Martin Freeman. Yep. Uh, Letitia Wright, who did get a BAFTA Young oh, yeah, yeah, Star yeah. Award, yeah. didn't she? Angela Bassett, who is always amazing. Andy Serkis, Gollum himself. Yep. And the oh, Forrest Whitaker. The legendary Forrest Whitaker. And the, the, there's so many more, uh, and too many to, to mention. Um what I didn't know was um, this film had actually been around for quite a while or at the very least it had been talked about for quite a while uh, Wesley Snipes first brought this film to studio's attention back in 92 wow um, uh, but this would have been 90s Wesley Snipes who at the time was a prize dickhead and you could probably understand why no studio wanted to go near it yeah. with him on board anyway. Mm. Uh, it was officially announced in 2014. Um, the Black Panther, the character, first appeared in uh, Captain America Civil War, which I don't know if you've seen. No. Um, that was 2016. It's a, It's a nice sort of subplot to the main story okay uh, well worth a watch uh where this film is is incredibly important is it's the first marvel film with a predominantly black cast and it was nominated for seven academy awards wow. uh it won three um best costume best original score and best production design um it was the first superhero film ever to receive a Best Picture nomination. Wow. I mean, that's the that's... big one. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, it was the first um, MCU film to win an Oscar. And this is where it gets a little bit sad uh, for us with recent news, is the sequel is still planned for 2022. Okay. Now... We all know the story in the film. Yeah. So I guess the big question is, now he has sadly passed away, what do Marvel do? Well, I or, really hope they carry on with the with his sister. Yeah. I mean, I guess the, the obvious question is, what can't they do? And I guess the, the number one thing that they cannot do is recast. Well, no, I don't. I don't think they should because I think it would be uh, a mistake oh, yeah. um, because it, whenever you think of Black Panther you think of Chasman don't you? Lord Chadwick yeah <laughs> uh, so um, I think Marvel would be doing them in, in injustice by recasting I think it should just carry on yeah um, the character of shuri mm. which is t'challa's younger sister yeah. i mean she is very popular in her own right well yeah she is i, th I think she's got all the skills there to, to take over um is she is she a big enough name to lead it i mean she's got form um uh, da -da -da -da. she was in Ready Player One I can't remember 
I'd have to watch it again. There yeah. were so many CGI characters yeah, yeah, in that film. She, uh, she was in an episode, actually, and I know the episode of Doctor Who. Right. Uh, she is also in the upcoming film Death on the Nile. Ah. It's a tricky one. Because he was royalty, wasn't he, T'Challa? He was king. Yeah. So if he has died without an heir... I guess natural succession would mean well, that yeah, exactly. she then becomes queen. Oh well, yeah. So does so does she then become the Black Panther? Hmm. Why not? The I think the tricky thing for Marvel is I think he was a mixture of both Tony Stark and Steve yeah. Captain America. He had the money. He may not have the super intelligence of Tony, but he had the technology. Yeah, but her sister does have the super sister intelligence very, of Tony. Uh, and uh, the official word is that she is far smarter than Tony ever was. Yeah. So, you know, but he he also had the uh, the integrity of, of Captain America. So, with those two no longer part of the MCU. They were kind of replacing two characters with just one, which was brilliant for them. Personally, I hope that they do. Um, they do use Letitia yeah, right. I really hope they do. The other option they have is uh, uh, an actress, Denai Gurira, and apologies if I've if I've bollocks that pronunciation up. She plays a character called Akai, and she is the head of the Dora Milaje. Oh, well, she's the one with the yeah. The... She's like the private guard of the Wakandan throne, all female army. Yeah. Um, she might be an option to become the Black Panther. Yeah, but it would. I don't think it would work. No. No. I mean, she's got the kick-ass well, she abilities. Does, but I think, or is it Letitia? Letitia, right? She's she's got the, you could see it towards the end of the film. She's mm. got that spirit. Yeah. That her brother had. Yeah. You know, so I don't see why it should be be her. You know, um, I just because she's got it, but you know, she'd be a very young. But again, is she any older or younger than uh, Tom Holland, who's now playing Spider-Man? Well, exactly. You know, this is a character that we could have, we could watch her grow up for the next ten years. Well, exactly. So, you know. Hopefully, that's the way they go. Let's hope. I really do. Um, yeah. It also, um, speaking of, of Marvel films excuse me um robert downey jr is talked about returning to the mcu what okay how so, so in the iron man storyline yeah uh we eventually meet a character that was called iron heart okay, okay? And this was a young girl she built her own iron man suit okay extremely clever okay and this is a character, I can't remember her name, so I'll have to look that up in the future. So, one thing that they're talking about at the moment is that Tony is brought back as a artificial intelligence. Right. So, he would be her Jarvis. Oh, okay. I was going to ask how that works. Yeah, but I think I've also heard that... Um, Robert Downey Jr. has always said that he wouldn't go back without Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm. So quite how they'd bring Pepper Potts into that mm, that know. little arrangement, I don't know. Plus for them to It would it be out. really strange. <laughs> Will we see it? Who the hell knows? It's exactly. it's 2020. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Anything can happen. <laughs> Black Panther. I had no idea how important this film was until I started seeing like young children with their toys laid out with like the Black Panther like laying in state 
and like all the other figures around it and then you've got the the child himself doing the, the wakanda, wakanda forever, forever sort of salute yeah. and it's like this this isn't just a hero that was just rewritten for a black character mm. this was a 100% from the ground up a black character mm. you know this was Muhammad Ali this was yeah exactly. this was Martin Luther King in yeah. superhero form this guy was a figurehead he was. Um, and Chadwick Boseman played him so well I know he's gonna be very missed isn't he he's such a talent and he, he was in if you get bored look up um Chadwick's back catalogue because mm. I don't think he's turned in a bad performance no. ever apparently he was very good in the 14 was it the 14 the baseball one uh, yes the 49s I think so and then he was in another one more recently called I think Das 5 Boot right I think yeah uh, again awesome films mm. and awesome performance and he'll be extremely missed he will be <sighs> It's Marvel. I think they know. I think they know what they're doing, and I think they'll make the right decision on, yeah. on the second one. I wonder if there'll be some sort of explanation in the sequel as Maybe. to what has happened to T'Challa. Yeah, I think so. Because he was massive as well in the Avengers Endgame and Infinity yeah. War. And just re remember that portal opening up in Endgame. And it opens up to Wakanda, and he's got that chant of he, and he's got his troops behind him. It was such a moment. It was. I mean, I I just loved Endgame and Infinity War. Uh, he was probably well. one of the saddest deaths, if you like, in Infinity War, because I think he picks up um, Akai. Yeah. He picks her up, and he says something like, "This is no place to die alone." No. And has as he helps her to her feet, he then sort of turns to dust, yeah. and it's quite. It is a. It's, it's, it's a very gentle sad. moment, yeah. you know, that his last moment was thinking of somebody else, well, so rather than himself. So you know, and I think he he was that kind of person in there's real life a, as well. Well, there's a story I read today that um, he was in a film with Sienna Miller. Yes, and he boosted her salary uh, out of his own. Uh, yeah because she wasn't getting the fee that she ag was agreed or something yeah. and he put in that the extra money to yeah. make sure she was okay yeah i mean that is, is wonderful and that that kind of reflected in the movie because he was like that yeah in real life you can't fake it no and it it's a, a case of and marvel seemed to be very good at it they they seem to find the right person for that role. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I, I mean, think they find the right people for for all the other roles as well. Yeah, they're very good at picking the, the I mean, perfect actor for it. I mean, I will, I will say, and I, I've read Iron Man comics and books, and at times he was an absolute asshole. Mm. He was raging alcoholic at one point. You know. Robert Downey Jr. was the perfect casting yeah. for it. And Marvel seemed to... Seem to they know. know how to do it. Of course they do. Whatever they do, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I don't think there's any word yet on the Black Widow film. No, I haven't heard anything. I, I think everything's anything. just postponed. I think everything's it? postponed. I'm waiting on Mulan yet. So, but I know we can get that on Disney Plus. Yes, but, but I'm not paying twenty pound just to watch it. I know it's ridiculous. ridiculous. I thought Disney would have been quite kind, considering that they're a big corporation, and thought, yeah, we'll just chuck it in. I can understand them wanting to get some money back on a film that they've. I mean, their budget. I mean, they regularly smash. I mean, we've seen budgets for like Pixar films of two hundred yeah million dollars. But like, even if it was just like, a, a, like say another fiver, that wouldn't be as bad because that's roughly the same price as the cinema ticket. Yeah, I mean, the the one option that I said would be fairer would be a pay per view 
kind of event. Now, for those of us with Sky Sports, if there's a boxing match on, you pay X amount of money so you can watch that event. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we've got Disney Plus. Yeah. Same way as we have Sky Sports. Yeah. And if there's something that you want to watch that is extra special, a boxing match or this film. Yeah. Yeah, okay. An extra tenner. Yeah, not, exactly. Not an extra 20 quid. Not try and hit you through for another subscription fee. Yeah. For something that you're only going to use once. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I wouldn't so, mind paying like a fiver up to ten pounds like you said just to watch it because it would be like you know yeah. excuse me and uh but to hike it up for, to 20 quid is like uh, as an extra subscription charge it's it's ridiculous you know yeah it, it, i think disney plus i mean you know i mean they're going to take financial advice from me nor me nor you um yeah, it just seems that there was better ways of doing it. Yeah, there was. Or like I because said, that kind of puts me off a bit. It's just like, well, is this a film? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And or I don't just know. Chuck it in with I the don't, standard package. I don't know what else is on their premium membership. No, I don't. To know watch, what I mean, nothing has come out this year. No, so exactly. there can't be that much. No, exactly. So, so I just thought it was a bit of a. It, 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 yeah, Disney, you fucked up there, son. Um, Hi. <laughs> so. What have I got? You take a quick break. I'm very thirsty. No, that's fine. Yeah. We'll take a quick break. Quick break. Right. And we'll be back with you very soon, I promise. So we're back. Yep, we it are. hasn't been two months. It's only been a couple of minutes. Yep, it has. Now, your film... Uh, apologies, this is probably a, a shorter episode this week um, until we get back in the swing of things. things now, your film is not exactly recent, is it? No, it's not. Um, it's from 1928. I remember it well. <laughs> it was a good year. It was a very good year. <laughs> Now, you loved this, didn't you? I did. And before you carry on, I think a nice shout out to friend of the show, Winter Tyson. Yeah. And the amazing Se- Clamour de Cinema. The Secret Cinema Club. Becky's Secret Cinema Club. <laughs> for, for bringing this film to our attention. I know. When I found out what this film was, I got super excited. You found out what this film was before we'd left the theatre. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I need to know what this film is. Uh, and it's called The Man Who Laughs. I will By... admit. Yeah. I Because I was good. I didn't know what it was. No, and I was I've, eager to tell you as you well. You were dying to tell me. Yeah. And in a way, I'm pleased I didn't know. Because... You were pleased that you did know. So, yeah. I mean, this isn't a film. I think there'll be a lot of people who don't know this film. No. A hell of a lot of people don't know this film. No. But I also don't think that they know, guarantee they will know at least one cultural reference which came from this film. And we'll go into that at the end. Yeah. But tell us about it because i know you've been dying to do this you've been dying to get this one recorded well it's one one of the last silent films yeah uh, before the talkies took over um but i think it i think tyson uh, winter said that they, a talkie had been made i think they were starting they to, were starting so these were like this was like the end of an era, era kind of film yeah and it, it's such a lovely film so here we go uh, and and just in case you're wondering how the hell you follow a silent film every now and again a a screen would come up with maybe dialogue. just just a little bit of dialogue a little bit of dialogue 
So you know what was going on. So and invite, and it, it's amazing how you fill in the rest. Mm, definitely, definitely. Right. I'm just gonna read the synopsis because I think that gives it a good yeah. kind of covering, if that's okay. Yeah. Right. So it's set in the 1680s England. Right. Okay. So King James II is on the on the throne, uh-huh. and he sentences his political enemy, Lord Chan Charlie. Okay. To death in an Iron Maiden, which is basically like, um, it is it does look like a woman. It's just yeah. this iron kind of torture chamber. It's thing. kind of like a wardrobe shaped like a woman, woman. made out of metal yeah. with spikes on the inside. Yeah. So, if you were lucky, you died of starvation, or if eventually you got exhausted and just impaled yourself, yourself on on it on on them. So anyway, <laughs> nice little... You know. no, nice way to go. Yeah. Can Charlie's son, Gwynplaine, is disfigured with a permanent grin by... Comprach- is it Compraccio? Yep. So is that like a gypsy? I think so. At Dr. Hard... Quanon. <laughs> These names are really difficult to pronounce, so I do apologise. Yep. So that he will laugh forever... At his fool of a father. Um, when we say disfigured, um, he's got a permanent smile on his face. Yeah. And um, but we'll go into a bit we'll into more that. detail later on. When the Compraccios are exiled from England because they're like saying, "Go, yeah. we don't want you here." Yep. Yeah. Um, he he's deserted in the snow. He discovers a blind baby girl, dear. Yeah. Oh dear. And his mother has died of hypothermia. Yeah. So it's a very cheerful subject. Yeah. Going on here. So far, so miserable. And together they are taken in by the Mount Bank. Mount? Mount Bank? Urius. Yeah. Okay. Ursus. Ursus. <laughs> See, I told you I'm not very good at pronouncing things. Weirdly, she hasn't written this. She's printed it out. <laughs> uh, years later... Now, an adult Gwynplaine has become the laughing man. Yeah. The freak show star of a travelling carnival. Yeah. This this is different times when you could get people with disabilities and make money from them. Exactly. It's total exploitation. Exactly. He and Dia have also fallen in love. They have. Aww, and it is such is... a beautiful relationship, relationship to is, watch. It is so... He remains distant, believing himself unworthy of her affection yeah. due to his disfigurement, although she cannot see it. Meanwhile, the jester, I do not know how to pronounce this. Let's have a look. Bart seats Fredro. <laughs> Where is oh. Barkil Fredro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. He had, had been involved in the Lord Chancharlie's execution is now attached to the court of Queen Anne. Yeah. Now, she's a nutter, isn't she? She is, because she, deli- she likes her concerts. She does. That's all I can say. Uh, he discovers records that reveal Gwynplaine's lineage linera- and rightful inheritance. That estate is currently possessed by the sexually aggressive vamp Duchess Josiana. Yes. She's another nutcase. She is. <laughs> On an evening of Gwynplaine's show performance, Josiana attends but does not laugh with the rest of the crowd. She is attracted to Gwynplaine's disfigurement. Yeah. Yeah. After the show, she requests his presence to her room that night and attempts to seduce him, but he rejects her advances and flees. He returns to Dia. Yeah, and lets her touch his disfigured face, which he he hadn't done. No, because he was like always like you know ashamed. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of ashamed of it. She accepts him by saying, "God closed my eyes so I could see the real Gwynplaine." Yeah, and by this time I was like so transfixed. You were fine, and the couple expressed their love for one another. Later, the Queen's guards arrest Gwynplaine, and to stop his friends from looking for him, they fake his death. Yes. Leaving Dia, Eurus, is it? 
Ursus. Ursus. And his friends like, I'm not doing very well, um, am I? It, it's uh, To be fair... They are tricky names. They are very tricky and names. And his friends heartbroken. Then the group are ordered to leave England by the court jester. That was okay? Yeah. I'll just look, re- reference him as that. Yeah. Queen Anne grants Gwynplaine his peerage and a seat in the House of Lords and orders Josiana to marry him. Yep. In order to restore the proper ownership of the estate... Ultimately, Gwynplaine renounces his title and refuses the Queen's order of marriage. He escapes, pursued by guards in a chase, punctuated by swordplay. And it was, it, is, it was like true. It's old school swashbuckling. And he jumped across the, into another building did, yeah. and he thought he was going to fall off. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he arrives at the docks. And is happily reunited with Dia and Eurysis on their ship. Together they sail away from England. Yeah. The film the, the film is thus given an up more upbeat ending than that now, of someone's novel. Yeah. In which both Dia and Gwynplaine die at the end. Oh, they do. They do. Yeah. Now, the one thing the, there's a few bits I remember from from watching this film. Um. Firstly, I mean the first thing that that jumps to mind is actually when the film left uh, had finished because when we left the theater, I mean, you were literally buzzing. I was, and I don't know why I was buzzing. I think it was because it was something completely different that I hadn't seen. I hadn't really seen many silent films other than Charlie Chaplin, a little bit of Lauren Hardy. Yeah, you know, I hadn't seen that many, and to actually sit there and actually look at the mastery behind it all because yeah. within with a, with a silent movie you have to act yes you have to over exaggerate your facial expressions to get across to the audience how the character's feeling yeah and what's going on because obviously you don't you just have music and like more or less subtitles coming up exactly yeah you know? um so neil kindly brought it for me i did and and he said to me, are you going to put the sound bar on? I said, well, yes, because there is music. And it's just It's so, all part of... It's the whole part of the whole film. Yeah. It's what a silent movie was based on, basically. I mean, we can sit here and we can think of perhaps our top five best performances yeah. by actors. Yeah. Um, but none of them are like mm. this and i'm not saying the films are better or worse it's just that the performances in this film like you said it's almost pantomime in mm. they they like you said because they can't rely on audio they yeah, can't rely on pantomime. they can't rely on speak yeah. on speaking so like you said everything has to be exaggerated their yeah. movements are exaggerated but their, their I, facial I expressions like true are. acting as well because yeah. it's that's like what they would you know um so as i said it was by someone's novel yeah um it's actually by victor hugo yes so the cultural reference for us here in guernsey is because he was exiled here he did so um you know we have his house which is open to the public yeah you can go view at any point yeah um so to have that kind of local connection as well and we're in county gardens where his statue is this literally down the path yes from us so it was like really like oh this is weird kind of thing um just to run you through some of the actors and actresses in the film so we had mary philbin as dear yeah i mean nobody will probably know who these people are although i think Gwynplaine was probably the biggest name yeah i mean it's con conrad velt velt right okay he yeah. was perfect for this because he very awkward. He was, yeah, he was very tall. Wasn't quite he? He gangly, was... quite, and I think he played his stature. I think was perfect for the role of somebody. Not only did he have this disfigurement, mm. but he was also, you know, this guy was was noticeable just by standing in the room. Well, exactly. And also, he actually played a dual role in the film as well. He did. Of Lord Clancharlie. Which is the father, his father of the character. Of, of the character that he 
um, was playing as well. So, you know, I mean, there's like loads of names probably nobody's heard of. Uh, Brandon Hurst, um, Olga, well, I can't pronounce that, she's Russian. Uh, I googled it. Stuart Holmes, Samuel DeGrasse, George Siegman, Joseph, uh, Josephine Crowell. Now these were all big silent movie stars in the nineteen, uh, well, late twenties. Well, no, um, I would say, uh, tw- late nineteen hundreds, early twenties. You know, these were big, big stars. Also, there was a dog. There was in the film, unfortunately named Dog. <laughs> he, Bec- <laughs> yeah, um, the dog's real name was Zimbo. Yes. His um, <laughs> his name in the film was called Homo yes. the Wolf. Yeah, which is fine. Different times Different and all times. that. But there is a sequence where they are in the docks. Yeah, and they're calling the dog <laughs> consistently, sort of just running through the docks, shouting Homo. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a bit different times there, different times there? I'm not sure you'd be so safe no. doing that now you'd probably be beaten after death yeah exactly so um, it's 110 minutes long I couldn't find any financial information there probably wasn't the, any there probably wasn't any uh, but wasn't there a did Winter not say it was one of the first ones to cost a million pounds dollars or dollars yes because this was one of the studio's big pictures of yes. the year so this was universal at the time so, i believe universal wasn't that great at making so films, i think i think the arrangement was back then is that they would they would release several films a year but every now and again well once a year they'd have a marquee film yeah and this and was one of them this was their their, their marquee film mm-hmm. for that year and it was the one where they it was like twice the budget of exactly of all the others uh, it's got an imdb rating of 7.7 now i will not agree with that because no. you know how much i love the film i don't know why we bother with the imdb i don't know either because black panther was wrong i know that should have been an eight or a nine. This should have been an eight or a nine. Yeah, for sure. Now the cultural reference that I said people sh- will know mm-hmm. is him, or rather his look. Yes. His disfigurement that we've said is a very manacle-looking but permanent smile. Yeah. And it's that look that inspired the joker in the early batman comics and you can as soon as winter said it it was like yes yes absolutely that that fixed manacle Mm. smile that is yes it's a smile but you can tell there's no there's not a happy emotion behind it it's just there kind of throughout the film Gwynplaine's quite sad, isn't he? he? Is. And you can tell he's sad, but it's just the smile that's, you know. Yeah. Um. The other thing um that I remember being mentioned is that the prosthetic. They they were quite f- fortunate that this was a silent film oh. because the prosthetic that he had to wear for the smile meant he couldn't speak anyway. Mm. So yeah even like as far back then you know and to be fair it doesn't you don't really pick it out as a bad prosthetic or no, anything you don't actually. <laughs> I, I thought it was sort of like taped or something yeah. and then um but no it oh, it's just such a lovely film everything's there there's swashbuckling oh, yeah. there's adventure there's, there's love, love. And, and and let's be fair what has happened to this kid it's horrible it's horrific i mean even as a child he looked he looked quite scary didn't he yeah and even when he goes to visit uh Eurus's or whatever his name is um he thinks he's laughing yeah. at the baby because it's blind yeah and he's not he it's just that and then he realizes it's the compaccios that have like physically disfigured him yeah i will admit 
um, there was a point in this film where I thought he's going to snap. Yeah, you said that, didn't you? Yeah. You thought he was going to snap and he was going to just go and kill everyone. That he was... But he didn't. But that that sort of... T- he had that kind of temperament that it probably wouldn't have happened. He sort of internalised his anger or his, you know... When when it said that he was the inspiration for the Joker, I thought, God, is this guy gonna snap and he's gonna he's gonna take everybody mm, out? Exactly. But he doesn't. He he keeps it all in and he blames himself. Yeah, yeah. So with, it's kind of like a bit of a role reversal of the yeah. Joker. As far as have you seen anything like it? Um, for those sort of listening. I don't think you have. No. I can't think of anything else recent. No, I can't either. It really is a one of a kind. It really is a, and it it feels weird to say it, but it is something completely new, and it's a hundred years old. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's I, that I weird. It's kind of like that weird, in between kind of thing. Um. But, oh my god it you know what it was actually quite nice to revisit it a, a few weeks after a few weeks <laughs> was it, only two? it was only a couple by the time you watched it again <laughs> <laughs> so but just to sit of an evening on your own to watch it it's one of those films that you just go oh would you say it's a feel-good film yes and no yeah yeah, because you, you kind of feel great for them at the end. Yeah. Obviously. But you kind of feel sorry for him as well. I know. So it's a kind of like um, a yes and a no. Yeah. 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 Well worth a, a watch. I Definitely. Think... I will so highly recommend it because it is really, really good. I, th- I think it is that thing, is it? On the recommendation of, you know, we've all seen... Like the big budget blockbusters like the Marvel films that we've mentioned before um, you know the adventure films that have been you know in the past mm. however many years yeah. I mean they, they do seem to pop along you know we have, we've had Indiana Jones we've had the Mummy films we've got Lara Croft now yeah. uh, the Tarantino films yeah all these films are brilliant it's weird that it's just stripping it back really like i said to find something new you have to look at something old and it's and it's actually quite nice to have it all stripped back without all the special effects yeah and just have plain old acting actually that reminds me i must revisit the artist okay which was a more recent film but yes. it was done in the style of a silent fi- yeah. movie so i must go back to that and have a look at that yeah as well because i really enjoyed that film yeah because it had a dog in it as well because <laughs> i don't believe his name was homo no so that's a good thing um <laughs> but i do have what well, no it's not actually a silent film it's one of the first there's actually a talkie which was the first talkie, which was the jazz singer. Yes, and the start of the golden age. Yes, because that actually that film was uh, that film was made in nineteen twenty seven. Right. So it was a year before this one. Yeah. So this really is the end of an era. Yeah. To a degree. Yeah. Yeah. Well worth a watch. Definitely. Like I said, you haven't seen anything like this. No. Um. And it's yeah. If you want to just say fuck it try something completely new something different definitely you won't be disappointed and remember most silent movie stars didn't get into the talkies because they didn't sound right yeah yeah they were so used to playing you know and 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 they would play dual roles and everything within the film yeah to keep costs down and things like that but i mean (laughs) You can, you can, yeah, you can tell it's the 1920s. Oh, of course. But it's all in black and white and it's lovely. It really is because it's just <laughs> something like refreshing about yeah. it because there's, as like I said, there's no special effects, there's no big, you know, CGI scenes or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just complete human beings acting their mm-hmm. socks off. 
and yeah. it's a completely different style of acting that we've seen. It's a different feel as well. Yeah. It's like you do get emotionally involved. Yeah. Within, sorry, I'm. I know you're gu- you're gushing about it still. Yeah, I'm still buzzing from it. It really. is. I think it is probably whatever happens for the rest of this year. I that think stay I think me. this one will be your best film yeah. of the year. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of things old, and I know we're, we're sidestepping a little bit. Safe to say, you're going to recommend the man who. Laughs. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go and buy it. It's amazing. And it's as fantastic. the IMDb is completely wrong, yeah, what no. was your score? I would say eight point five. Yeah. No, actually, let's give it a nine. Let's give it a nine. Just yeah. for the hell of it. Um, one last thing uh, I, I want to mention before before we go. Um, a few years ago, we all remember uh, Daniel Radcliffe's probably his first big role uh, yeah. post Harry Potter yeah. was a film called The Woman in Black. Yeah. Um, what I didn't know at the time, and I'm not sure anybody else did really, <laughs> was it was actually a remake. Um, the Woman in Black was actually a TV film from I think the end of the eighties. Oh right, I thought it was the end of the seventies. No, and it was only broadcast once, and I think it was broadcast on something like Christmas Eve. Oh okay. On Channel Four or something. I thought it was ITV. Might have been ITV. Then I think it was repeated. I think only once in about 1994 oh, okay. on and that might have been on channel four right okay and then just disappeared and this this is something that um it almost passed into legend as soon as it came out it's weird <laughs> <laughs> it became you know it was released and then instantly became this mythical thing that no one could find yeah um it has been remastered and re-released and released, I guess, for for on home media. Um, I've got it on Blu-ray. Uh, the the picture doesn't fill the screen, but <laughs> that's fine. It's not how it was filmed. This would have been filmed on old-fashioned ribbon. This yeah, wasn't filmed. So this in... isn't for a fifty-five inch no flat screen TV. No, but it doesn't matter. Um, the picture that is there has been remastered to within an inch of its life, and the story is actually it is really good. Um, I know a lot of people were a bit mm, a little bit yeah okay with the Daniel Radcliffe one. This one, yeah, is solid for its time. It is really good and an interesting bit of trivia about it is the chap who plays the daniel radcliffe role in this original one is the actor who played james potter in the harry potter films oh wow so you sort had of like full circle yeah, yeah. so yeah and a nice little sort of nod there i don't know it's even a nod it's just this happy little coincidence that they, you know, Daniel Radcliffe inevitably followed him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so no, it it's well worth digging up, and yeah, I, I I'm I'm really pleased I own it. Actually, this this mythical yeah. film that no one exactly. no one knew existed. Yeah. I saw it by chance on Facebook. It was like, what do you mean the original Woman in Black? What the fuck are you talking about? Mm. And it, yeah, it turns out it. It, it was on no one watched it <laughs> so putting on Christmas Eve I know <laughs> it's not very Christmassy I'll admit no and, yeah and then it was like repeated like five years later I don't, I don't know if anyone watched it then either and know. yeah then it just disappeared yeah so on that note on that cheerful note yeah it's been a bit of a weird one yeah Black Panther so when are you thinking about recording with Dan and I stuff? don't know no Um, I won't say too much about what Dan wants to do <laughs> because yeah put aside a week to listen to that episode if we ever get it done um and Paul as well I don't know but you've got things to recover from I know so. I have an operation tomorrow um 
uh, to remove my gallbladder, which will be fun. Uh, um, I'm still going to ask if I can keep the stone. Okay, that's good. Uh, well, it's mine. Oh, well, you grew it. Yeah, I grew it. It's mine. So, yeah, fingers crossed it won't keep you me out of it. talking for too long. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know what the episodes with Dan are like. Yeah. Just let Dan do it. Yeah, just let Dan talk. That he's actually good at that. You just wind Dan up and let him go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to write any notes for episodes with Dan. No. Just let him go. <laughs> just go for it. Dan, what do you think about this? And go. <laughs> um, so yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that won't be too long. Yeah. And then we'll get you back. Yeah. And then hopefully we'll be a bit more regular. <laughs> Yeah. Sounds yeah. like we've been constipated. Nice, like our bowels working again. <laughs> you know. But anyway, stay safe, everybody. If you're still in the midst of lockdown or COVID and everything, COVID else. and everything like that. But yeah, keep your spirits up. If you're in America, good luck. I know your election's coming up very soon. Yeah. Um. So good luck with that. <laughs> and um, if keep watching films and. Please, please get in touch with us if you yeah, want we, to. Yeah, we need we need to get more active again on social on media, media and that. I know we've yeah. we've sort of been quiet, but like I said, we we'll get back to it. Yeah, we will do. So, for now. For now. Cheery. Yeah. Take care, and we'll speak to you very soon. Bye for now. <laughs>